Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Put Cancer Behind You podcast, a series dedicated to helping cancer patients and survivors lead healthy, happy, cancer-free lives. I'm your host, Maria Barnes. My guest for this episode is Jeannie Hopkins, a certified alchemy crystal bowl sound healer, conscious trance channel, and Reiki master. She's also the founder of A Bridge to Wisdom, a business that focuses on helping others to explore and excavate wisdom that they've gained through their life experiences, as well as by sharing their inner wisdom with others. Jeannie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Maria. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I'm thrilled that you are. Before we get into your career, spirituality, and the healing work that you're doing today, tell us a bit about your family background and interests while growing up. What type of a childhood did you have? Well, I was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska, and our family was middle class, but we had lots of fun. Our major interest, and I have to say it fits in with all of the sound healing that I'm doing now, was uh, music. Uh, we had a player piano, and uh, my mother used to say that I, I, when I was five years old, I would circle my little record player singing Jimmy Crack Corn till I was hoarse. Well, that didn't change as we got older. We had a player piano, and all of us kids would get together and sing, you know, um, Barney Google and uh, Ain't She Sweet. <laughs> so that, that's one of the fond memories I have. So music was a big part of our family. Oh, that's wonderful. So I take it you went to college. And after college, what was your career? What life experiences did you have that put you on the path that you're on today? I did go to college. I went to uh, the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And I was a a music major. I specialized in in vocal performance and uh, got two degrees there and uh, did a lot of singing. I was classically trained, so I wanted to be an opera singer and almost music theater as well. And so that was my major goal after college. But as life turns happen, I didn't quite get there for quite a while. I didn't pursue that. There are all kinds of reasons, life events. I did uh, begin drinking in college, and that presented some issues. I did recover from that in 1976. Then I was able to start looking at my life and what I needed to learn about myself. And that started me on a spiritual path. Okay. The 12 steps of the Alcoholics Anonymous program is a spiritual path. And that was my foundation. And from there, I moved into some metaphysical work. And about Five or six years later, I I discovered Joel Goldsmith, who is a wonderful metaphysician, and several other types of materials that moved me into meditation and really deeply exploring my own modalities of functioning, so to speak. How did I present myself in the world? What did I truly want? And I explored many other careers along the way one of them being an alcoholism drug counselor, because I wanted to help people. I always had that being one of, you know, in the middle of five kids, I was sort of the caretaker, the middle child that wanted to fix anything that was hurting. So that was not an unlogical thing for me to do as far as being a counselor, but it wasn't where my heart was. Right. My heart was in music. My heart was in wanting to sing. So eventually I got the courage to do that, but it took a while. And when I did, I ended up moving to Chicago. That's when things really started to take off for me in the sense of spiritual growth. So I know you're a Course in Miracles student. So I have to ask, is that where you got into A Course in Miracles? It is. 
I had been, I should say I had seen it years before in a Unity bookstore because I had gone off and on to a Unity church. I was soloist for one, but I didn't take it at the time because it said it was a channeled material and I did not know if I believed in channeling. Wasn't even sure what it was, but it sounded like not something I wanted to do, which is kind of ironic since I am now a channel myself. So I didn't buy it at that time. But when I moved to Chicago, I was coming out of a a divorce, a painful divorce, and I was lonely and I was in a city that I didn't know and didn't have any people that I knew. My family was all in Nebraska. And I hit, I guess, what you would call a dark night of the soul. And so I prayed very diligently for God to relieve me of that. And I had an, what you might call it out-of-body experience in which I was able to see how all of the situations and relationships in my life were connected and that there was a reason for them, that it wasn't just happenstance, it wasn't an accident, it wasn't anything I had done or should have done. It was all exactly what it was supposed to be for me to grow right, and for me to learn what I needed to do in my life. Sure. So when I came out of that experience, I was a different person. I felt transformed and I felt pure love of myself and of others. And all I wanted to do was love God and serve mankind. And when I looked in the mirror, I saw love. I've never experienced that before or since, but it lasted about three weeks. And then I came down to earth, but I never forgot it. And that goal never changed. And I had asked God to show me what I needed to do next. And I was in a unity church at that time. And the minister was doing a series of, I should call sermons or talks, on a book called A Return to Love, which was written by Marianne Williamson. Sure. And it was on the principles of A Course in Miracles. Right. So I thought, all right, I knew A Course in Miracles took a year at least to do. And I didn't want to do it if I wasn't sure it was the right thing. Right. Just so you know, I am someone who likes to follow directions. And so I was going to do it right if I was going to do it. So I thought, I'll read A Return to Love. And if it speaks to me, I'll do A Course in Miracles. I read it. It did speak to me. And I started A Course in Miracles, immersed myself in it, and finished it a year and almost a year and a half later. Took me a while. But it was totally transforming, Maria. It changed my entire perception of myself and how I see the world. And I had done a lot of metaphysical work. But this was like the icing on the cake. It put everything into perspective and gave me a very specific way to work on issues in my life, to work on my soul progress, my soul growth, and how I related and how I saw the world in a whole different way. And it was very easy to do in the sense of following directions, Mm -hmm. really changed the way I thought about myself. And the way I thought about other people. And I really started to feel like I was no longer afraid. I was always so afraid. And I wasn't so afraid anymore. That's so interesting. Yeah, it, it was, I highly recommend it. 
Right, right. So with the course under your belt and all of your spirituality and studies, with your love of sound, how did that all come together for you so that you ended up moving from basically voice and acting and and performing, which I know you did in in Chicago, to helping others through sound healing. What was the impetus for you to get into sound healing? Well, the impetus was I was no longer performing. I got remarried and I had some physical complications and I couldn't sing in the way that I wanted to. So I stopped my career at that point. I started, I was still doing A Course in Miracles and I was meditating and doing all of those things. But there was something missing in the sense that that part of me that wanted to sing, that part of me that, you know, was musical was missing. And so I saw that contrast, you know, between what it feels like to pursue what your passion is and what it is to not do it. But my husband was very supportive and we we loved each other and we had a wonderful time together. And he passed away in 2017. That's when things started to turn around in the area of sound because I had gotten my voice back through a medication and So I was starting to sing again a little bit, but it wasn't in me to do the career thing. Hmm. You know, it was like I'd been there. It didn't fulfill what I thought it would. And it was, of course, never at a level that I wanted it to be. I wasn't the star I wanted to be. Right. And at my age, I didn't really want to do that anymore. (laughs) It was not a, a lifestyle I wanted. So I was kind of at loose ends. I didn't know what was next. I was grieving. I was feeling lost again because that reference point of my husband wasn't there. And there were certain areas of my life that, even though I had worked on them in A Course in Miracles, they weren't yielding. I wasn't able to scratch them off my list, you know, so to speak, of having been healed. Yeah. So I reached out to Jesus one night because I found him again in A Course in Miracles, and he was my go-to spirit guide, you could say. And I just laid it out. I said, you know, I, I, I have not been able to heal these areas. I don't know how to let go of the grief. I, I need help. And two days later, my friend, dear friend, Claudia, sent me a videotape of a woman named Tina Spaulding, who is a trans channel, Right. Jesus. Yes. As I said to you once before, I kind of laughed because her website is a a channelingjesus.com. Right. And I thought, well, that's really kind of silly. And then I laughed and then I thought, wait a minute. For 33 years, I've been doing A Course in Miracles, which is channeled by Jesus through a woman named Helen Shuckman. So what is your problem? Well, it was just resistance, you know, but I followed it and I listened to Tina. And I knew that that was where I needed to be for now. I needed to listen to what Jesus said through her. And I got on the ground feedback on how to live my life and to work through those issues that were a problem for me. And I'm still working through them. I want people to know that you're never done with this stuff. You know, it's, it keeps coming back and you, you do it in layers. And, but I was feeling like I could get them healed. You know, they could be healed. So there was hope. Yeah. So 
I started following Tina and uh, another woman named Carol Morgan, who is a, a partner with her. And they were both trans channels. Yes. And Carol had just announced, this is not too long ago, that she became certified as a sound healer using alchemy crystal bowls, singing bowls. And I had listened to one of her her, uh, talks about them. And I thought, I need to find out more from her what she did. Because I've heard them before. And I thought, they're nice. But I didn't really think that was for me. But by working with Tina, just by listening and meditating on my own and doing my own stuff, one day I was meditating and I started to have someone come through, a channel, another being come through to me. So for those who don't know what channeling is, it's where a human being like me allows a non-physical being to come through and share messages that they have to give to others. Well, my higher self was there. And I just asked him, you know, is there somebody there? And if so, what do you want? (laughs) I was surprised I was able to do that. And yes, he said, yes, I am here. I am your higher self. And I'm here to help you with some of those issues that you have had questions about. So we started to work together. And about two weeks later, Jesus came through. And I thought, okay, this is this is all right. This is interesting. I had never thought about being a channel. I loved being with Tina and with Carol. But it was not something I thought I had to do, but I thought it'd be fun. So I just let it be. I let them come through. And after a while, at this time I was writing things out. They would talk and I would write. And I found a class that was teaching channeling. And I thought, I maybe I'll take this class and see if I'm doing it right. <laughs> you know, because I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I took a class with a group of people called Angels Emerging. And during that class, I learned how to speak. They, they spoke through me. And then I moved into what they had as a, an advanced channeling class, which would get me certified to channel. You don't have to be certified to channel, but I thought it'd be kind of fun. And during that class, they told me that they saw me, their guides saw me as a sound healer. A healer, first of all, and a sound healer would be my way of doing that. And I had never considered that. You know, I knew there were healers. Uh, There was vocal healing. There was, you know, um, music therapy. I had never been drawn to it. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be on stage. And so I'd not paid any attention. But as a sound healer, that was a little different. And they said I should explore it. And so my guides kept hinting that I needed to go that direction. And so I started downloading information about sound healing and crystal bowls and tuning forks and toning, as they call toning, which is using the voice. So I started exploring it and I started to get excited about it. And I wanted to know more about what it was. Eventually, I took the same class that Carol took and I became a certified alchemy crystal bowl sound healer. That's wonderful. But I also used my voice. And that's very important for people to know. But sound healing has been around for as long as man has been around. The human voice has always been the first and foremost healing modality. It still is. 
the most powerful. So anyone who is struggling with physical issues can use their own voice to help themselves heal because it is an intrinsic part of themselves. And nobody is ever told that. Yeah. And it's like the first time, you know, years ago, Native Americans used their voices. Right. They used musical instruments, rattles, drums, things that they made, that they used. And they knew that spirit came through and healed through these modalities. They just intrinsically knew that. They were very intuitive. Right. And and I imagine it was even before them. I mean, it was back the beginning of whenever. <laughs> but yeah. everything is frequency. That's right. That's what sound healing is based on. Everything is frequency. We are frequencies. You know, we are, we are vibration. Right, right. We are energy. And there are different frequencies. And some of them are very healing. Exactly. And so that's what sound healing, uh, even with the crystal bowls, is all about. It's about the energy that and the frequency that that energy transmits. Right. So when I play a crystal bowl, whether it's an alchemy one or not, and we'll get to that later, but there's a certain vibration and that vibration, that tone has a certain frequency. The speed at which it is vibrating right. is its frequency. The higher that frequency is, the more healing it can become. So when I play a crystal alchemy singing bowl, that tone or that frequency and vibration entrains with a person's brain waves. And that, that what that means is when it entrains, it, it synchronizes. So it becomes one. And that allows this person who is listening to sink deeply into that vibration, that healing sound. And that allows the body to relax, the mind to relax, and then spirit to come in and do its healing work through that. So between the sounds of the bowls and spirit, healing can take place. So that's so interesting because, so when somebody comes to you, let's just talk about your business, A Bridge to Wisdom. When somebody comes to you for assistance, especially cancer patients or, well, anyone with any disease, actually, what modalities do you use? What can they expect from a session with you in terms of sound? And how do you bring it all together as a trance channel, as a sound healer, as a Reiki master? Yes, and they all can be brought together with the sound being the focal point. As a Reiki master, I am able to infuse my bowls with Reiki energy which then makes them more powerful. Because if you know anything about Reiki, the energy that comes through is the life force energy. It's God energy, all it is. So when the bowls are infused with that energy, that makes them even more powerful and they can take someone to a deeper level. So we want to get people to a place where they are so relaxed, their minds are quiet and their bodies then can be still. And when that happens... All three of these things, my guides will come in, they will meditate with them, they will guide them, and they will guide me as to which bowls to use and to which ones are the most powerful for that particular person and whatever it is they are dealing with. My set of bowls are what we call an endocrine set. 
And because they're alchemy crystal, they are clear quartz crystal, and they are infused with other alchemies such as platinum, gold, different gemstones. I have one that is labradorite, which is a protection gemstone. And that particular bowl is also the frequency of love, deals with your heart chakra and opening that center. I have one that is moldavite, which is one of the first meteorites ever to hit our planet. Wow. Very, very high frequency healing modality. It raises you up. So four out of my five bowls are platinum infused, which is high frequency of feminine energy and divine healing. And my center heart bowl is masculine. It's the protection bowl and the heart bowl. So I think it's really fascinating that those were the bowls that I was drawn to and that I got because they are definitely healing, definitely high frequency and yet grounding. Right. My bowls are also 432 hertz which is the frequency of the earth and of healing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Because music today, for the most part, is tuned to 440, correct? It is. It is. Yeah. It used to be 432. It did. Yeah. yeah. And but I, it, I like this. It's uh, yeah. mellow. It's very grounding for people. So when someone came to me for sound healing, my guides would come in. And well, first of all, I would talk with them about what they are expecting, what they would like. And I would let them know also, Maria, that that I don't heal them and that I don't expect and they should not expect to leave completely healed. They may, that may happen for them. But as a rule, they will leave feeling that something has changed. They've turned some corners. There's made some shifts. But my guides will come in then and guide them through a meditation in which I will be starting to play the bowls. And depending on what their issues are, because my bowls are what they call an endocrine set, it matches, they match the different glands and areas of the endocrine system in their body. So my guides will guide me to play whatever bowls are necessary for that particular situation. Right. And it may not be what the person even initially tells me is necessary, but I will start with that. So if, you know, if they wanted a certain, if say they had adrenals, an issue with their adrenals, I would find the bowl that deals with that. But then my guides would, might possibly lead me somewhere else where they see the issue is starting or needs to be addressed. And if it's infused with Reiki, they'll get that healing energy as well. Right. So they get all three. They get the channeling, they get the sound healing, and they get the Reiki energy. That's very powerful. So it's a powerful modality. Right, right. That's excellent. So I know that many people who have cancer need to calm down. They need to relax because it's such a fear-based disease. Uh, most people who are undergoing treatment are scared to death. And people who've already been through the treatments are scared that it's going to recur. So this is really something that could be very useful in relaxing someone so that they can get essentially to that zero point, that complete calmness, where they can really begin to work on where they want to go instead of where they've been, right? In fear. Absolutely. And mindset, intention is so important. Jonathan Goldman, who is considered the father of sound healing. He says, 
frequency plus intention equals healing. So when I go into a session with someone, I have an intention. First of all, I ask them what their intention is. And then I have an intention for healing, for relaxation, for them to achieve what they came for. But mostly my intention is that they get what they need. We don't always know what we need. We think we know what we want, but we don't always really know. But my guides do, and I trust them. So my intention is that the highest good for all will be happening in that session. Right. So my that's my intention. Their intention is there. And I like to work with my clients so that they realize that their minds, their thoughts create. And it's very, very important that they keep their thoughts in a place of highest alignment. That they don't fall into the trap, which we all do, of, oh, this will never work. I'm not going to succeed. I'm going to pass or I'm not going to get well or whatever. And to say, you know what? I have a powerful mind. And if I can learn to use that mind and the wisdom that I've gained through all the years of my experience to help me change my mind, I can heal. The body is self-healing. Yes. And when the energy comes through to align everything, it heals itself. And that's what I like my clients to know when they come in and hopefully feel more of when they leave. Well, I can't recommend that enough because I do know that that was my experience in healing. And so thank you for doing this work because uh, I fell into it by accident, but it would have been so wonderful to have known you back then. (laughs) I might have saved myself a lot of pain and trouble, but hey, we're both here today and we're moving forward. So thank you because I really recommend that people with any disease really, but cancer especially, that they contact a person such as yourself. And in fact, if somebody does want to contact you, what is the best way if they want to book a session? If they want to book a session, they can go to my website, abridgetowisdom.com. And there is a, an automatic way they can, if they pick on the services, that will take them to which service they want. And then they'll be taken to an acuity calendar and they can choose a time that works for them. And then they'll be taken to where they can pay for the session. I like to do the sessions, uh, pay for them ahead. That way we don't have to deal with that kind of stuff in the moment because I like people to get relaxed to feel really comfortable so that when they leave, they don't have to worry about any of that. They can just leave feeling uplifted, hopeful, and peaceful. Right. And if somebody wants to email you just to contact you uh, before they even book a session, what is your email? My business email is genie at abridgedowisdom.com. But they can also reach me at my other email, geniehopkins at me.com. I'm open to either one. Perfect. All right, Jeannie, this has been so fun to chat with you, and I'm thrilled that you're doing this work. Thank you so much for sharing everything today, and I wish you the best with your business and and all that it brings to the world. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been my pleasure. Mine too. Thank you for listening to Put Cancer Behind You with Maria Barnes. So you won't miss a single episode. We hope you'll follow our program on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite pod platforms. And be sure to visit us at MariaBarnes.net, on Facebook at Put Cancer Behind You, on Twitter at PCBY01, 
or on Instagram at MariaBarnesPCBY. Also, you can help us grow our audience by leaving a thoughtful review. Remember, if you or someone you know is in need of cancer coaching, Maria is here to help. We'll see you next time. Copyright 2023, Maria Barnes, LLC, all rights reserved.